Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. It's time for Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. Thank you for joining me today on Faith to Live By. This is Sue Taylor. You know, the gospel is good news. If I had to sum the gospel up in any way with like three sentences, I would just simply say God sent and Jesus came and the Holy Spirit stayed. The Holy Spirit stayed to indwell us, to empower us, to live in the goodness of God. He wants us to see God's goodness. You know, if we look at the world today, and it seems, you know, with all of the crisis going on around us, that it is, it's difficult sometimes for us to see the goodness of God. But we must look for and expect the goodness of God. I love the scripture in Psalm twenty-seven, thirteen, that says, I would have lost heart or I would have fainted unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You know, the goodness of God is is wonderful. It is forever. Um, you know, we just sometimes we just need to be reminded of God's goodness because goodness is one of God's essential attributes. You know, the world will try to distract, distort and derail the goodness of God. But just as no one can ever usurp the authority of God, nothing or no one can dispel the goodness of God. For goodness is who God is. You can trace his goodness from Genesis to Revelation in his great book. First of all, goodness is described as abundant. God's goodness is abundant and it's abounding and it is new to you this year. Psalm 65, 11 says, you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. You know, when Moses was on Mount Sinai um, reading and re- or receiving the commandments for the second time, it is said that the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. God is not only all goodness, but he abounds in it toward you and toward me who are his and who belong to him. He is long suffering. He is abounding in goodness. He abounds not only in goodness, but in truth. And he keeps that mercy for thousands. It says forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. So God's mercy is abundant and God's mercy is abounding. Secondly, God's goodness is great. Psalm 31:19 says, "Oh, how great is your goodness which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men." Beloved, God wants us to trust in him. This 
is um, is it's a witness. It's a testimony before the world. It says in the presence of the sons of men, when we trust in God's goodness, which he has laid up for us who fear him, fear him, fearing him means we respect him, that we stand in awe of God, that we know who God is, that there is no other person, no other thing, no other idol above the one true God. So this Psalm 31 is about, you know, those who seek shelter in God's goodness and and those who don't know God cannot help but see his goodness toward his children when we, as God's children, um, just walk out God's goodness in our life. And, you know, so many times Christians, um, brothers and sisters, they complain and, you know, they they um, they live in fear and they're not trusting in the goodness of God. God's goodness, someone had once said, is adequate shelter from the world's noisy debate. This world has nothing to offer outside of God's great goodness, of God's abounding and uh, of his abundant goodness. Also, God's goodness is not only abounding and abundant and great and ever-present, but it endures continually. Psalm 52, 1 says, Why do you boast in evil, O mighty man? The goodness of God endures continually. What a wonderful, pleasant thought that is to know that tomorrow morning when I wake up, God's goodness is going to be the same for me tomorrow as it was today and that it will never run out because goodness is one of God's essential attributes. This Psalm in 52 is really about the slanderous lies and extreme evil against God's loyal servant David by a wicked man. But David knew that God's goodness endures while the lies and the slander of the wicked is very short-lived. I want to say to you today that if you are being slandered against or lied about, be confident in God and in His enduring goodness because God's goodness will last forever, but the lies and the slander toward God's people um, is very short-lived. God's goodness also, the Bible says, is satisfying. Psalm 65, 4 says, Blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you, that he may dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, of your holy temple. You know, God's goodness causes us to approach him. He longs for us to be where he is. That's why he sent Jesus. In fact, because of Jesus, we can approach God and all of the goodness that God is. God's goodness does not come and go. It is not like a water faucet that he turns off and on at random. God is not your fair weather friend. He is your forever friend. His goodness is forever. And his great promise to you and me is that surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God's goodness is because we can rest in his goodness. We can believe in his goodness because of Jesus Christ. When you know Jesus, when you have accepted Jesus, you are ushered into the very 
wonderful, ever-present, abounding, abundant, satisfying, you know, goodness of God, his great goodness, his, his goodness that endures forever. So what should our attitude be toward God's goodness? Three things I want to leave with you today about God's goodness. Number one, rejoice in it. In Exodus 18, when Jethro, uh, who was Moses' father-in-law, had heard of all that God had done for Moses and the Israelites, he rejoiced, it said, for all the good which the Lord had done for his people. God has been good to us, and we need to rejoice and thank him for his goodness. I tell you, when you begin to rejoice in God's goodness, then your eyes will be open to see more of his goodness. In fact, you know what? As Christians and as God's children, as um, uh, born-again believers, when we begin to uh, rejoice in God's goodness, he opens our eyes to the goodness that we already have. So many times we are waiting for um, something. We're waiting for an answer to prayer, and we sometimes think that God isn't good because God is delaying, but God wants you to rejoice in his goodness. Just think what you have to be uh, uh uh, happy about today and, and able to rejoice in the Lord because of his goodness. If you are alive and you are hearing this broadcast, thank God for a wonderful radio station that brings forth the word of God. Thank God for the fact that you can hear. Thank God for the fact that that you are alive today and that God has a purpose for you. Secondly, we need to remember his goodness. Not only rejoice in it, but remember it. Psalm 145, 7 says, They shall utter, which means eagerly um, bubble forth um, the memory of your great goodness. We should be so excited about God's goodness in our life that we not we are rejoicing in it and we rejoice in it one way by remembering it and, and telling others about God's goodness, reminding ourselves, first of all, about God's goodness and what he has done for us. The third thing um, our attitude should be toward his goodness is that we need to be satisfied with it. Jeremiah thirty-one fourteen says, and my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, says the Lord. We need to say it. We need to proclaim it. We need to believe it. God is good. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. If you have any doubt this moment that God is all goodness, think about some of his benefits based on Psalm 103. His forgiveness his healing, his redemption, his loving kindness, his tender mercies, his satisfaction, his renewal of strength, and his ever-present spirit that indwells us. And we can say, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You've been listening to Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. If you would like to write with your comments or to request a copy of this program for an $8 donation, write Sue Taylor. 
10827 Highway 86 East, Neosho, Missouri, 64850. Sue Taylor is a member of the KNEO team and a keynote speaker at several church and women's events throughout the four-state area. To book Sue for your next event, contact Sky High Radio at 417-451-5636. Do you have five minutes for God? I'm Pastor Ed Wilson, and I believe there's no better way to begin each morning than spending a little time with Him. That's why every weekday morning I bring you a short devotional broadcast designed just for that. Look up God's five minutes wherever you get your podcast to kickstart your spiritual walk for each day. We'll always do it in five minutes or less. Have you talked to God today?